Welcome back. Uh, let's get to more football. Of course, it's been a hot topic this morning on all sorts of fronts. I'm glad to say that Andy Harper's on the line to discuss a whole range of things. G'day, Andy. Good to chat to you, mate. Yeah, g'day. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm really good, thanks. What did you expect um, from the Socceroos early this morning? I just had a caller saying maybe, you know, we're expecting a bit more, especially off the back of Bangladesh. But given the circumstances... Mm. Um, it, it was always going to be an interesting one, wasn't it? Yeah, well, you, you're right. I think I, I tend to agree with your caller. Um, we expected them to win, which they did. We expected them to do it a bit more... Well, I shouldn't presume to say we. I expected them to do it a bit more comfortably. Um, you know, these Australia's, certainly in recent times with Graham Arnold, they, they know this territory very well playing qualifying matches in neutral venues in the Middle East, they know like the back of their hand because most of the last qualifying campaign because of COVID was in this sort of circumstance. Um, the only difference this time is that uh, they're playing against Palestine and all the, all the context that comes with that given the, the circumstances. Um, that's the only thing that's different. And I found it really interesting um, without being critical, that they did find this game evidently so difficult. They, they looked, by comparison, very flat. Uh, a number of players were really struggling to get going. Uh, and as I say, you know, this is not new territory. There are some new players in the squad, etc. But the organisation has been, you know, been through this mirror maze for the last four years a lot. They're very familiar with what's required and they found the going difficult. Now, let's give a lot of credit to Palestine, who showed a lot of fight a lot of pluck, played some good football and, and were very unfortunate in some senses not to jag a draw out of the game. Yeah, you raised some really good points about familiar territory, very different circumstances and, and quite unforeseen, obviously, but familiar territory for being in this kind of position. So do you reckon then that, that Arnie's, Arnie's dissecting it this morning, saying a win's a win in these circumstances or given that you know what kind of person he is and what kind of coach he is, that he would been would have been maybe disappointed with the outcome, or not the outcome, but the process. Yeah, no, I think, look, I think it would be both. Um, any coach in any sport, any part of the world, will take the three points um, because that that can cover a multitude of things. So, but but he'll be very introspective about the performance. But this is this was the flattest soccer's performance in recent memory. Uh, obviously, this time last year, almost 12 months ago to the day, they were in the World Cup in Qatar and they set their own uh, records there. Fantastic. Still in the afterglow of that to some extent. And post-World Cup, you know, they've been invited to play against Mexico and Argentina a couple of times and first time in our history invited to play England at Wembley and, and lost that match but probably should have won it. Um, so they've and then they bounced into the, there were Ecuador matches in that as well. They played very well, um, and then they played Bangladesh, and and the momentum was discernible. And I think if Graham Arnold, he might look at this one and think, okay, is this what arrested the momentum coming into this game? Because we need to get it back and quickly. Um, um, you know, the only the other difference I should I should add is that uh, in the last World Cup qualifying campaign. Um, one of the reasons that we were playing... One of the, the other point about playing all the qualifiers in neutral Middle Eastern territory was 
the players didn't have to navigate the long trip home to Australia. Mm. Um, and so that is something that's been re-entered into the, into the calculation now because the Socceroos played most of their qualifiers away from home because of, of the same circumstances. So, you know, maybe getting back into the management of the whole travel thing uh, might be something that that, that, is, that comes in the post-mortem of that match. But, but um, you know, they had chances to in, increase the win margin, um, hit the post, uh, a couple of other chances they might have done better with. But I think the outstanding bit of goalkeeping to separate the teams was by Matt Ryan. And, and that's where, you know, people watching it might think that Palestine could, could rightly claim to a share of the points. But, you know, Ani's done a great job with this this squad of players and he's regenerating the squad as well. I, I tend to think this will just be a blip, but um, and it was far from a disgraceful performance. I mean, we don't want to sort of heap coals on the whole thing, but it was certainly flatter than we'd come to expect and he'll be looking to get some electricity back into that in no time, I'm sure. Yeah, so a couple of months until the start of the Asian Cup and we've got India first up. That's pretty much mm. two months away. Gee, there's a bit going on, though, in the world of football in this country and the A-League expansion to Auckland has um, piqued my interest this morning. Now, obviously, you've got essentially first-hand knowledge of this kind of stuff. You were the establishment CEO of Sydney FC back in 2004, so I guess you know what's going to be ahead of Auckland, but... The, the decision to go to Auckland first up for the 13th team, it adds a local derby over there. Um, it's got some very big backing, mm. not from just a bloke who's got a lot of money, but got some sporting nous behind him as well. What have you made of, of this call to go to Auckland? Mate, it's a breath of fresh air, to be honest. Um, not necessarily the going to Auckland, but the snagging of Bill Foley um, and his his, uh, his sports enterprise. Now, um, you know, the A-League is, is in... is in. This is a huge shot in the arm for Australian professional leagues. And they need to leverage the, the acquisition of a Bill Foley and multiply that round the competition. Um, of course, I'm being a bit presumptuous because we've got to... The proof is of the pudding is going to be in the eating. But... But the track record of Bill Foley in sport um, is pretty impressive. And he hit every right note in the press conference yesterday that I watched. And I have to say, it's a rare thing in recent times in our football that every note has been hit in a press conference like that. I mean, he, 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 I think he just nailed it. He gave me incredible confidence um, as someone who's been not on the fence about New Zealand, but I've always been of the view, publicly stated, that if New Zealand's going to be in the A-League, we need two teams to have a derby, not just one. Now, this is really going to put the, 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 the wind up Wellington Phoenix. Uh, just as a side note, quite bizarrely, I don't, I don't understand how this gets through, but in the same week that APL make this fantastic announcement, and I have to say again, congratulations to all, that Auckland's going to have its own team, this weekend, Wellington is scheduled to have a quote-unquote home game in Auckland. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't understand how that gets through to the a bit, but that's part of the bizarro world that sometimes is Australian football. Uh, let's not let that take the gloss off the Bill Foley announcement. I, I'm, I'm, I'm so excited about what this can mean for the competition, but it's, it's actually not going it, to... It means more than Auckland 
to be honest with you, if I can communicate this properly. And, and APL need to harness this and need to find more such ownership groups to bring into the competition because we still have a few who need some work on them, put it that way. Yeah, yeah. Look, I agree with all of the above. I think when you start digging deeper, for those that are hearing Bill Foley's name for the very first time, and you're right, that press conference is worth watching, when you start digging a bit deeper into his experience, his nows, what he brings to the table, it's it's a big snag. I totally agree. They've, they've snagged a big one there um, in the A-League, not, not just with the expansion into New Zealand and having the derby there, but also by the fact that they've got a very big player in world sport on their books. Good on you, mate. Like I said, a lot to cover. Um, thank you for all of that. Appreciate your time this morning. Good to chat. Yeah, no, thanks for having me. I look forward to the Sydney Derby this weekend too. That should go off like grandma. <laughs> you got it. Allianz Stadium, Wanderers um, as well. They've already sold out their allocation as well. So the Sydney Derby is live and exclusive on 10 Bold Paramount Plus from Saturday at 7.30. And, of course, the National Second Division announcement throughout the week as well. So A-League expansion, Socceroos, Ollie Roos, um, National Second Division in the Sydney Derby this weekend. It's all going on in the world of football. 0457 736 736. After the break, I'll play you a little bit of uh, Paddy Cummins as he arrived this morning back into Sydney Airport and some of the other players that have come home as well.